Work-life balance is so important, trying to retain our nurses um, in the profession. We need to have work-life balance, and leveraging technology allows us to do that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to HIMSCast. My name is Mike Milliard, and I'm executive editor of Healthcare IT News, a HIMS publication. Hackensack Meridian Health is the largest healthcare network in New Jersey. When the pandemic hit, the health system had to quickly onboard 650 new nurses with varying levels of experience. Technology helped optimize nurse competencies in the front line. And today we're going to learn more about that and other nursing workforce challenges, uh, speaking with Miriam McNicholas, who's a clinical policy administrator at Hackensack Meridian. Welcome, Miriam. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's um, perhaps set a few definitions. How, how big is Hackensack Meridian Health? You know, how many hospitals do you guys have and, and what's your patient population like? Okay, so as you said, we are the, we are the largest um, and most comprehensive network in the state of New Jersey. Um, we have 11 acute care hospitals. Um, that includes a behavioral health hospital and two children's hospitals, um, as well as three acute rehab hospitals. We have 16 subacute and long-term care facilities and over 500 outpatient um, and office practices. We expand, if, you know, New Jersey's a little state, but we actually expand from the very top um, almost down to the very bottom right along the shoreline. Um, so our patient population um, is really as varied as where our hospitals are in the state. Um, we have hospitals that are in suburban areas, our smaller community hospitals. We have larger academic medical centers that are in um, an urban area. Um, and so really our populations really reflect the communities that they serve. So talk a bit about your nursing workforce. Uh, you know, how many nurses do you have on staff? And, and as, as we know very well, during the pandemic, there's been you know, heavy use of, of travel nurses to kind of augment and, and meet the, the pressing needs of, of, of COVID-19. Uh, you know, what were some of your needs during the pandemic as far as, you know, getting the staff you needed and getting them onboarded and trained? So um, Hackensack Meridian Health has a workforce of registered nurses of almost 9,000 um, in our network. And unfortunately, that was not enough um, to meet the needs on the East Coast and, you know, in the northeastern states during um, what we call uh, wave one of the COVID-19 pandemic. And for us, that was really uh, the beginning of March um, to probably June. Um, was our was our really our heaviest peak um, in in New Jersey, and you know, from the onset of the pandemic, um, you know, we had to pivot our priorities at Hackensack Meridian Health, and the demand for all healthcare workers, um, respiratory therapists, um, licensed providers, as well as nurses, um, really necessitated. Um, as you said, educational tools for new team members, for travel, for travel nurses. Um, we had many, we have over 400 nurses that were reassigned or redeployed. So these are nurses that work in our network, but in non-clinical areas um, and maybe haven't been in the bedside in years. Um, and we had to quickly get them up to speed to be able to go and take a patient assignment um, to, to care for the number of patients that we had. Um, we had to convert med surge nurses, medical surgical nurses, to critical care nurses. Um, and so in the face of, of the virus, um, we, we needed access to um, a non-standard way to, to do this um, that could help us care for the over 13,000 COVID-19 patients that we treated in our network. Um, in addition to that, the ability to do this in a very small period of time um, a very quick period of time was crucial, was crucial to us. Um, and as you said, we have over 650 travel nurses that came to our network during that, that period. 
Um, we also had nurses that came out of retirement. As I said, we had redeployed nurses. We had graduate nurses. Um, our travel nurses came from everywhere in the United States. Um, so again, skill level, as you, you mentioned, was, was varied. That is a challenge on top of uh, the existing challenge of the pandemic itself. <laughs> so, um, you know, how did you do it? I mean, obviously, technology mm -hmm. played a big role, too, but you needed to kind of have some change management and some kind of workflow redesign as well. So, so talk about that. Sure. So, um, you know, COVID-19 was a, was a time for, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot, of, a lot of negative things, but a lot of positive things as well. Um, a lot of innovation came out of COVID-19. Um, and as you said, technology. Um, without technology, we would not have been able to what we call onboard um, our travel nurses. We wouldn't have been able to educate um, our redeployed nurses. We wouldn't have been able to um, upskill, as we called it, our medical surgical nurses um, to critical care nurses to be able to care for these patients. Um, you know, sometimes we had to provide them with basic skills. Um, and other times we had to give them knowledge of COVID-19. You know, it was changing so rapidly. Every day we, we, there was new knowledge. Um, and without technology, um, and especially a shout out to Walters Kluwer and Lippincott, who kept up on a daily basis, their information changed. So we were able to get that to the nurses, to the front line, um, as soon as it came out and, and where it was needed. Um, what used to take weeks, we were able to do in Lippincott, in a, with Lippincott, in a few days. Um, so, um, the sooner that we could get them onboarded, um, the better we were going to be able to care for, for these patients. Um, you know, by May in 2020, um, we had announced that we could take non-licensed graduate nurses, um, which again necessitated transitioning from a in-person orientation and onboarding to a 100% virtual, um, onboarding. And so, um, you know, that was a challenge in itself. That was something that, that really nursing hadn't done. Um, traditionally, everything was done in a classroom, face-to-face. Um, -face. And so we had to completely transition to 100% virtual, um, but still supply the same knowledge, you know, and, and skill set that they needed. Can you say a bit more specifically about how this, how the software worked? Um, you know, was it self-guided? And, you know, that's a pretty remarkable, you know, change, being able to do something in days that used to take weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, the software itself not only um, supplied us with educational modules, things that were basically self-guided learning, um, they also supplied us with um, competency checklists that we could use to quickly, they were pre-made, um, to quickly ensure competence, you know, of, of the nurses, you know, because, you know, pandemic or not, we have to keep our patients safe. Um, so competency was a huge thing, and the software gave us that. They gave it to us electronically. Um, we were able to make a link directly into our um, electronic health record um, so the nurses could access this at the point of care. And, and I can't emphasize enough how important that was to the frontline staff to be able to get information. Um, the software had um, information daily on COVID-19, on treatments, on um, different interventions, and that information changed daily and our frontline staff had immediate access to it. Um, where they needed it, which was at the bedside. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, not only did these nurses need to learn a whole new set of skills, you know, mm -hmm. to fit in at Hackensack Meridian, but, you know, the virus itself and the, our knowledge of it was changing along, you know, with, with everything else. So th that kind of gave an agility uh, to, to this training process, huh? 
It, it did. And, and with the travel nurses, you know, it allowed us to, to be able to assign things to them as they were, we were going through licensure, verifying licensure, you know, that still takes some time, um, you know, a couple of days to verify their license and stuff. We were able to give them these modules ahead of time so that when they arrived in the state of New Jersey, um, they could hit the ground running. They were ready to go. They had our, the onboarding, we had their competence, um, and we could right away get them to the bedside where they were needed. And, you know, how did the nurses like it? I mean, did you get any feedback and, you know, what their thoughts were and how they responded to these, these tools? Nursing has evolved. You know, we were 100% paper years and years ago, um, and we now, you know, do everything electronically. So they're very used to that and accustomed to that. Um, if I could sum it up in one word, it would probably be gratitude. Um, they were so grateful to have this resource where they needed it. Um, you know, again, that skill set that we had to elevate different nurses to, you know, everybody was kind of moving up, right? So med surgeon nurses were becoming critical care nurses. Um, Non-clinical nurses were now becoming clinical nurses again. Um, and for them to have those, that knowledge that they needed when they needed it, um, they were very grateful. They were very, very grateful for it. And it gave them a level of comfort um, to say, okay, I can do this. I can, I can care for these patients adequately. Um, you know, in addition, I would just like to say, you know, uh, Hackensack Meridian was charged by the state of New Jersey um, to be a mega vaccine site. So we had to create a mega, a mega site. Um, and what this entailed was, you know, enlisting really volunteers. It was 100% volunteer um, to work at these vaccine sites and vaccinate people. And, you know, Hackensack Meridian Health for about five months was vaccinating over 4,000 people a day. And that was strictly volunteer. And in the beginning, we had to educate some of these volunteers. They may not have given an intramuscular injection years, years. We were able to leverage our technology, Lippincott. Um, we were able to give them that knowledge, um, that competency checklist, so they could relearn that skill um, and be able to work in our vaccine site. So um, again, just, just crucial for us to be able to take care of our communities. So, you know, it's been two and a half years. Uh, we know the pandemic isn't over, although some folks, you know, say it is. But, you know, we're, we're, we're in a different phase of it, at least. Um, what are some lasting lessons learned there? I mean, is, is this technology still at use and, and how are you kind of using it or pivoting it uh, going forward? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we are still using it and we have really taken it what I consider like the next level. Um, you know, because like you said, people think the pandemic's over. It's really not. Um, but one of our lessons learned is that we can really um, leverage this resource and really become much more efficient um, in our orientation. We, we now still maintain 100% virtual orientation at all of our campuses. Um, we are now using it in Lippincott. We are now creating curriculums for all of our specialties, obstetrics, critical care, operating room. Um, we're creating curriculums that we're assigning to nurses as they're coming in so that they can complete these virtually. Um, we are assigning checklists to them, competency checklists that can be checked off electronically. Um, and we are, we are interfacing it and already have actually with our, um, what we call our LMS system, our learning management system. Lippincott 100% interfaces with it. So um, our LMS can become our source of truth. So anything the nurse does in Lippincott um, is immediately put in their transcript in their LMS. Um, which, you know, is, is fantastic, is absolutely fantastic. Um, we have journal clubs that are working out of Lippincott now as well for one of their products that we have. Um, and, and again, we have assimilated um, our new nurse orientation so that now we're giving them information and they're able to complete this before they even hit the floor. Um, so we've become much more efficient because of it. 
Um, we're able to onboard many more nurses. Um, you know, before this in person, we were only able to do a certain amount. Um, now we're not limited. We have no limit to the number of nurses that we can orient. It's also helped us as a network standardize and harmonize. You know, we're 11 hospitals. We're big. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're supplying the same standard of care at all of our facilities. Um, and this allows us to do that. It's no secret that it's been a tough few years uh, on the nursing workforce. Uh, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of burnout. A lot of, you know, of them are, are considering leaving the profession even. Um, you know, how does this help, you know, with, with the burden, with, with the, you know, the, the clinician burden that we hear so much about? So I think what it does is it, it one, it shows um, that we value our nurses, right? It shows that we don't want to take time away from their personal time to bring them into classrooms um, like we did years ago and that we value their time and that we can try to make it as efficient, again, as efficient as we can um, and save them that time. They can do it on their own time. Um, again, work-life balance is so important, trying to retain our nurses um, in the profession. We need to have work-life balance and leveraging technology allows us to do that. It allows us to keep that work-life balance for them, um, hopefully to prevent burnout. Um, again, educationally, professionally, um, using technology with the journal club and the CE resources. Um, you know, as nurses, we have to maintain a certain number of contact hours education um, every year. Lippincott allows us to do that um, at no cost to our nurses. Um, so they're able to do that to maintain their license, maintain national certification. Again, sending that message that we value them um, and we want to make it as easy for them as possible to do these things. Great. Uh, any closing thoughts or, you know, thoughts about the technology or, or the nursing workforce in general? Um, well, the nursing work, I, you know, I've never been prouder. Um, I've been a nurse for over 30 years. Um, I've never been prouder than in the last few years of my profession. Um, you know, we rose to the occasion. We stepped up to the plate. Um, I'm very grateful for the new nurses that are entering our profession. I think they're going to elevate us technology-wise. They adopt to it so quickly and so well. Um, you know, we are starting to use um, iPhones at the bedside. We're starting to use like little portable rover devices. Um, it's really an exciting time. It's an exciting time in healthcare and it's an exciting time in nursing. Well put. Well, thank you, Miriam. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, and thanks to everyone listening to this episode of HIMSCast. We encourage you to rate and review us. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Thanks again, Miriam. It was great to talk to you. Thank you.